Welcome to the Venture Church Podcast. This sermon is from the life of the church. For more messages like this, please see our website www.venturechurch.co.za. We hope you enjoy this message. For those of you who like titles and like putting the title at the top of your notes, the title for my preach this morning is The Discomfort of Growth. So, the discomfort of growth. Okay. Growth is such a weird thing. (laughs) It's a wonderful thing, but it is such a weird thing. It is all around us, and it's constantly happening. I mean, I have several plants in my house, and I can tell you that they're definitely growing all the time. Um, I know for certain they're growing all the time, because uh, they're constantly sprouting new shoots. So, growth is all around us. Uh, And there's so many ways that we can measure growth. Uh, Measuring growth has been around forever. We can measure how we're growing even in bad ways. For example, we can measure if we're growing via the scale, you know. Um, We can measure our height by a measuring tape. We can measure whether we're growing in height through a measuring tape. We can measure whether we're gaining knowledge by testing our knowledge. So there are many, many ways that we can uh, measure growth. And yet when it comes to our spiritual growth, often we struggle to measure where we're at in terms of our growth. Um, So yeah, so uh, when I was younger, uh, growing pains almost became a part of my day-to-day life. Uh, It was uh, quite quite, quite a thing. Um, you know, I didn't get to the height that I'm at by uh, simply just moseying on along. No, I had some hectic growth spurts and I had some hectic growth uh, discomforts. I don't want to call them pains because it seems like every doctor seems to say the pain is super, uh, superficial. Um, it's more discomfort. Um, and uh, so when I was growing, I still distinctly remember in grade in grade seven, at the end of grade seven in the December holidays, I was average height in my school. Um, I was average height in my grade. And uh, over that December holiday, I remember being in so much discomfort for like the whole duration of those December holidays. But by the time we had come back to By the time we had come back to school at the beginning of grade 8, I was the tallest kid in my class slash grade, um, which is quite, which is saying something. I had grown so fast and exponentially that I was taller than everyone else around me. Um, And the pain was a lot of discomfort. It was uncomfortable for me to grow. Um, In the same way, if we look at nature, In order for an acorn to begin to grow, it has to break past or break out of its outer shell. In order for the roots to start forming and start breaking out and start moving on, it has to break past the outer shell. Yeah, that's how nature works. It has to break beyond where it is. Um, So... If we know that within the natural order of things, uh, growth requires discomfort 
then why do we think when it comes to our spiritual growth, it would be any different? Why do we think when it comes to how we grow spiritually in Christ, it would be a walk in the park or easy, or it would just be handed to us on a plate? Uh, this morning, I'm going to be preaching out of two, three verses. Uh, so the first verse is Genesis 32, verse 24 to 28. I'm going to be reading out of the ESV. Um, so if you would like to read along with me, just know that I'm reading out of the uh, ESV. So let's, let's begin. Verse 24. And Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket, and Jacob's hip, hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for the day has broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then he said, Your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with men, and have prevailed. I know some other versions say you have wrestled with God and men and have prevailed. So my first point, and you, if you've heard me preach before, you will know that I like to say, I like my, uh, my headings for my points. So the first point, the first heading of my point is growing requires breaking. <laughs> growing requires breaking. So I spoke about the acorn and how when an acorn wants to grow, it has to burst past that hard outer shell. It has to break through in order to get its roots out, in order for it to begin to sprout a stem and grow. Um, and in the same way, we as people can determine how we are growing by asking ourselves, how often do we push past what is easy and comfortable for us. How often do you look at things and push past it despite it being an uncomfortable situation or circumstance? Jacob, in order to get his blessing, or aka get in order to grow, had to continue to wrestle with the man until... Um, until the man had given him his blessing. He had to continue through the discomfort of having his hip put out of joints, through that discomfort, through the uh, pain, through the, no, I'm going to stick with discomfort, through the discomfort of having that, he had to hold on and continue to push through in order to get his blessing, which took the form of a prophetic uh, new name for him. That was his blessing, was a prophetic new name given to him by God. Um, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and it's not easy to push past. I can imagine that Jacob was uh, in quite a bit of pain um, and a lot of discomfort uh, with his hip. I remember I came off of my, uh, my motorbike uh, about four or five weeks ago. And when I came off, I had bruised the whole left side and I had a bad ankle and a bad hip and everything was just, it was chaos. And I remember being in severe pain and discomfort because nothing quite felt right. I can't imagine being in 
that position that I was in, but continuing to wrestle and hold on. But that's the picture that is painted in this verse, is that despite the pain and discomfort, Jacob continued to push through. So how do we see growth? How did Jacob receive the growth through the prophetic name he was given? How did he see that? Well, he had to push past what was easy and comfortable and continue to hold on to the man. Some like to think that the, well, you know what, we don't know. I'm not actually going to go into that. Um, If you ever think you have finished growing, then I'm afraid to say you're spiritually dead. (laughs) Only living things can grow. And so if you're not growing, you are either dead or dying. Sorry, I know it's quite harsh. I know what I said is quite a harsh statement, but I don't say this without biblical backing. So if you will turn with me to John 15, verse 5 to 6, and again, I'm using the ESV. uh, It says this, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. In order to bear fruit, you have to be alive. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burnt. So here we are shown that if you're not growing, you're dead. And if you're dead, you're cast into the fires, (laughs) which is a bit hectic. But uh, the picture is that growing equals life. Growing equals life equals a relationship and a growing relationship with Christ. So that leads me into my second point, And you're going to have to wait for the title because it's a good one. And uh, I enjoyed it. My beautiful wife gave it to me. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. She, she played with it. I like the way it sounds. So point number two, it's not me. It's you. <laughs> it's not me. It's you. Growth is not about us. Growth is about those around us. Growth, uh, when it is based in the calling of God, is all about making much about God. And when we make much about Jesus and about God, then people grow and others benefit from that. So how can you know if you are growing? Look at those around you and look at the impact you're making in their lives. Growth in Jesus uplifts those around you and pushes others beyond where you are. I don't know if you've ever heard the phrase, the term, the saying, um, standing on the shoulders of giants. Well, if we as believers are alive and growing, then I like to believe that we are giants. So let's make sure that we are being the shoulders for others to stand on. Be sure to grow so that you can be the shoulder for someone else to stand on. When we grow in Jesus and in our calling, we will see circumstances changed. 
not just your circumstances, but we will see those around us situations and circumstances change. If we are a part of the vine and produce fruit, who gets to eat the fruit? Not the person who produces the fruit. The branch that produces the fruit doesn't get to eat of that fruit. No, the person wandering through the, the vineyard, the orchid, the whatever the, your picture for the fruit might be for you, the person who's wandering through there and picks the fruit gets to enjoy the fruit. When we are growing and answering the call God has given us, where we bear fruit and give people the opportunity to see and taste of Jesus. Because Jesus produces the fruit through us, when others come and enjoy that fruit, because the root lies in Jesus, they get an experience of who Jesus is. To bear fruit requires us to sprout new roots. We don't just produce one fruit. We want to provide an apple tree worth of fruits. We don't want to just um, give one person the opportunity to experience Jesus. We want to give as many people as we possibly can the opportunity to experience Jesus. And so that requires us to continue to grow and sprout new roots and new avenues for fruit to be born for others to experience Jesus. Earlier this week, uh, I was uh, at a meeting, uh, a coffee meeting, um, and uh, I noticed that our waiter, uh, the person who was helping us, um, was limping. And uh, I felt the Holy Spirit uh, prompt me to pray for him. And uh, to, to be 100% honest, I wasn't very keen on the idea of thought. I was with people. It was in public. I was busy having my nice drink and I didn't really want to get up. I was like in the booth. So there was someone between me and them and there was a group of us and the list of excuses went on. If you can think of an excuse, I probably used it in order to get out of the prompting that the Holy Spirit had given me. But eventually I managed to listen and obey what the Holy Spirit had called me to do. He had called me to do something I was uncomfortable with doing. But I wish I could say that I responded quickly after I came to this realization. When I finally said, okay, Holy Spirit, I'll let you use me. I wish I could say that I instantly jumped out of my chair and rushed to the waiter. And no, <laughs> no, it still took me a while. I'm a little bit ashamed of that fact, but it still took me a while in order to finally speak to the waiter. And the response that we got from him was excitement. And, and he was so eager and ready for us to pray for him. And we managed, the four of us managed to pray for him and pray for his ankle that was the problem. And, uh, you know, 
I wish I I wish I had like some cool supernatural story that like right then and there it like was healed and he walked away walking fine and no that didn't happen there and the only reason I know what ended up happening with him is because I was lucky enough that someone else had gone to the same restaurant later that week not me someone else who the waiter knew I knew and had told him that he had been a hundred percent healed if it wasn't for the fact that that person had gone, I would have never known that there had been healing. So what is the point that I'm making? The point is that it's not about whether we see the healing, whether we see fruit out of what we're doing right there and then. It's about obeying what the Holy Spirit has told us to do. The story is not to make me look good. Not at all. Um, I'm grateful that God still used me even though I resisted for so long. It would have been so easy for the waiter to have walked off because they were closing and I had never seen him again. I can continue to pray that God pushes me to respond faster as I'm sure many of us can pray that same prayer which is going to lead me into my third point. Be quick to say yes to more. Be quick to say yes to more. The speed at which we can say yes to the call God has given us is a true indication of how we can identify how our growing's going. In order to see growth, we need to be willing to say yes, even, 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 if it means putting ourselves in an uncomfortable situation. Growth requires us to be quick to say yes to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. That can take the form of many things. Being quick to say yes to the Holy Spirit can look like uh, going to pray for people who are who's in hospital. Noel uh, Pile is currently um, struggling with his health. Reach out to him. Um, Graham and Marianne Dunbar are struggling with their health. Reach out to them. Offer to go and see them if they're willing and pray with them. But continue to encourage them. Lead, say, be quick to say yes to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. It might look like providing a meal for someone in the church who is struggling. In this time, there's many of us who have been and are struggling. So if you're in the position and you feel pushed or prompted by the Holy Spirit, be quick to say yes and figure out the details later. It might even look like sending an encouraging scripture or prophetic word to someone over WhatsApp, to someone in the church or outside of the church. It might look like saying a quick yes when you're asked to get involved in your local church. Even when we really don't want to. It may be saying no to other distractions to say a quick yes to the things of God. It might be saying no to taking that job in order to say yes to the less paying job, but the one you feel the Holy Spirit is pushing you towards. Being called to more means saying yes to things 
that seem more than we can handle. I'm going to say that again. Being called to more means saying yes to things that seem more than we can handle. But Jared, why would we say yes to things that uh, are too much for us to handle? Because then it forces us to rely on Jesus, who is the one who called us to more. We say yes to things while still being accountable to our local church's leadership. We say yes to things while still being accountable to our spouses and friends. Accountable, but not limited. When we as Christians begin to say yes to the more Jesus has called us to, we will grow. And because we grow, others around us will grow. And because others around us grow, the church will grow. And that is called revival. Point number four and my final point for this morning. Positioning ourselves for growth. Positioning ourselves for growth. You can identify growth by making sure you're in the position God has called you to grow in. If you cannot see where you are growing, it may be because you're playing outside of the calling God has given you. Let me say this. You can be doing the things of God, but still not growing. If the Holy Spirit is not the one driving you to do something, you will not be able to identify growth in that area. I do not believe there is such a thing as being burnt out. (laughs) I don't believe in that. I just believe that we can do things outside of the will and calling of God. Grace for your race. I don't know if you've ever heard that saying or term. But God gives us grace for what he's called us to. So how do we find where we we position ourselves for growth? Well, it's quite simple. You're going to sit down, you're going to take a pen and paper, and you're going to find where you find joy. If you can't do that, Ask a spouse or a friend or a colleague or someone who knows you very well to sit down with you and help you identify where you find joy. Once you've identified where you find joy, begin to ask God how you can use that thing to serve His kingdom. Something I want to make sure you understand understand is... I enjoy talking to people about Jesus, but I can limit that gifting, that joy, that growth by only talking to those who already believe in Jesus. Yes, I find joy in it, but I can limit my growth in that area by only talking to those who already know and believe in Jesus. So how do I grow that gifting? Well, I need to take it and I need to put it in uncomfortable situations. I need to take from talking to only Christians who already believe in Jesus and start talking to those who do not yet believe 
to talk to those who do not want to believe and talk to those who absolutely hate the idea of Jesus. That is when I will grow in that gifting. If I do not do that, then my gifting is stagnant. My growth is stagnant because it can only go so far. In order for it to grow, I need to use it in uncomfortable situations. Do you see the difference? We need to try things that we do not lean naturally towards. Speaking to the leaders and mentors in your life about these things can often be a good start to positioning yourself for growth. I'm going to read our our, um, calling verse for the year which is Ephesians 4 verse 1, and again I'm reading out of the ESV. I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. I want to break that verse down as, I, as I'm coming to an end, as I'm landing. I want to break that down, and I have questions that will help you determine whether you're growing through this verse. So, In order to identify growth, you need to look at the scripture and ask yourself these questions. Paul begins by saying, I therefore a prisoner for the Lord. So question number one, am I uncomfortable? Being a prisoner for the Lord is an uncomfortable state. No one likes to be a prisoner. But are you uncomfortable then you will know if you're growing. He goes on, Paul goes on to say, um, I urge you to walk. Walk is a doing word. It's a going. It's an action. So question number two is, am I trying to walk in the more? Am I trying to go beyond what I have already? He goes on and he says, Worthy of the calling. So question number three. Am I constantly seeking Jesus for him to make me worthy of the calling that he has called me to? Am I constantly rooting myself in the one who is going to make me worthy and give me the energy and strength to do what I'm called to do? That's how you can know if you're growing. And finally, Paul says, you have been called. So question number four, do I know that I have a calling and, I'm, and am I seeking that call and pursuing it? Do you know you have a calling? If the answer is no, then please talk to the eldership and the deacons because uh, you have been called. Paul says it. You have been called. We are called to more. So let us remember that the more in called to more is more than we are now. And in order to identify if you are answering the call, a.k.a. identifying whether you are growing, you need to move beyond your comfort, raising up those around you, being quick to say yes, to the Holy Spirit, and lastly, making sure 
you are positioned where Jesus has called you. Thank you for this. Um, let's, let's pray very quickly. So if we can all just close our eyes. I obviously can't see if you are or aren't. But uh, wherever you are, just let's just pray that the Lord helps us identify these areas. The number one tool for identifying whether you're growing is to spend time with Jesus because he will be very quick to show us where we can grow more. So dear Lord Jesus, we just we come before you this morning. We thank you that you are faithful, that you continue to give us opportunities even when we allow our comfort to uh, hinder us from growing and moving into the more that you've called us to. Thank you that you continue to give us opportunities to share the gospel with others, to use our giftings. Thank you that you have called us. Every single one of us has a calling. Thank you that it doesn't take exponential or super Christians to be called. It takes people who are willing to say yes to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. So Lord, as we go into this week, as we go into the rest of this month, this year, next year, our lifetime, may we be quick to say yes to the more that you are calling us to. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope that it was a blessing to you. If you want to connect with us further, log on to our website, venturechurch.co.za or connect with us on our various social pages, Instagram and Facebook.